You're listening to Podhaven. And welcome again to the Indie Skaven podcast with me, your host, Squelch the Mighty. We're still, still alive, it turns out. Who are you? I'm Sklounsgrr. <laughs> I'm new friend, and I am Squibbler, the questioner. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Sklowns appears to have died in the process of attempting to pronounce his last name. Um, I'm, I'm just going to kind of drag him out of here. You you two carry on with this. I've just got to... Who was this man thing? Uh, he- hello, hello, everyone. It's, it's uh, your favourite Deep's Thought boy, Josh Rivers. Uh, Why are I've you here? I've intruded, I've intruded into your Indie Skaven podcast uh, for the purposes, as usual, of removing a body. Well, a few of us have died already. Yeah, I'm it's... the I'm the fifteenth host, so it's it happens it's... at quite an alarming rate. Mm. Um, and we've got another host. You want to meet him? I would quite like to meet him. Yes, please continue. Hi, it's me, Bordo Gorbane. I like to you fuck. <laughs> traitor. I'm on the Andy Skaven podcast now. Yes, yes, he is! I knew this day would come. I mean, it's I didn't, sh- but I, it's I'm... It's a shame. I'm here as well, by the way. Um, it's a shame that we don't have Astrid with a gun anymore. Yeah, yeah normal, normally Astrid would just be, like, stood in the back, sucking on a sherbet lemon. And then shooting the Skaven. Shooting all the Skaven that happen around our, our lovely podcast that we do, the Indie Haven podcast that they have once once again intruded upon. Yeah, and are surprised that I'm here, apparently. Yeah, they're just, just going to keep coming. Oh, I'm Martin, by the way. I'm here, too. And, Martin Bryson is also yeah, in here. That's, that's he, you're, you're sucking on a sherbet lemon now and all. Yeah, I am. They're delicious. And <laughs> I, unfortunately, do not have a firearm, so I'm afraid I can't be of any help here. Nobody's got guns anymore. We spent all the money on sherbet lemons. Well, man, things get out of our podcast cave. All right, all right, fucking hell. Get out! Okay, I'm leaving. Oh, this this is me rude. leaving the room. I'm getting further away. I'm going to stab it. I stabbed it. Excellent. I stabbed, I stabbed the other one as well that hadn't already died. Squibbler the questioner. It's, uh, you're stabbed now, it's, Squombo, the big boy. Squombo, the big boy. Get (laughs) unto death. I stabbed stabbed them both, and now they're dead. Well, I stabbed the one that was dead just to be absolutely sure. Yeah, you can. It never hurts to be sure of these things because yeah, because the other one was still alive. It turns out quite a couple of times. Even though I don't remember his name, and I'm I'm still alive. That's, oh no! Yeah, well, that's not I, the intended effect here. Uh, I'm still alive, and I also like to fuck. <laughs> that was that was the sound of him dying because I stabbed him, and now Bordo Gorbane's no longer a character on the he, Indie Heaven podcast. He's I killed him. He's Bordo no more, Bane. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously though, the man has died. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, well, I'll just kick them into the pit, and then I guess we'll get on with the podcast. Well, you know, that's the way life and death is. We all live under, live under the shadow of the horned rat, so... Squinch the mighty is still alive! I trod on its head. Alright, good. Yeah, the other one's dead now, too. I just made sure. <sighs> well, that was a whole thing. What do you suppose they were doing here? Trying to record a podcast, by the sounds of it. I don't know what they think they're doing. That's our thing. Yeah, does that mean there's been some sort of hot new Skaven content that they would have wanted people to be aware of? We should probably... Yeah, I think mm. it might have been. Let's get on that bandwagon. Check, 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 what's, check what's on their docket. We might be able to use that. Oh, it says here that there's been multiple brand new Skaven product in the last couple of weeks. And this is the Skaven Report with me, your host, Elodie Carningham. It's also the Indie Haven podcast, but at the moment we're doing the Skaven Report. I'm joined by. Hi, I'm Josh Rivers. Hi, I'm Martin Bryson. Huh. Took you a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, Got I wasn't sure if I was going to interrupt anything. <laughs> no, um... Just in case I decided to introduce myself a yeah. second time. Yeah, that happens, you know. I do that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes there's two of me. So, since the last time we recorded, yeah. there's been. The release of the brand new Skaven Battle Tome, uh, which has all the rules as well as all the all the hot lore about the Skaven in hot the Mortal Skaven lore. Yeah, that's been out. I've got the special edition thanks to Josh who bought it for me because he's a very sweet, good boy. And I've also from that I've got the Skaven dice, I got the Skaven cards, and I got. Just a whole bunch of rats on a base. I like Skaven. Back, back when I played, like, tabletop Warhammer, Skaven were always my favourite. Yeah, I got the spells set, and one of them is literally just a base absolutely covered in reg- regular normal rats. They're just oh. all over it. Cool. Just normal rats on a base, in case you need them to put them down somewhere where the war is. Yeah, yeah. and then there'll be rats in the war. There'll be rats in the war, and you'll no longer be poor. That's the, that's the old nursery rhyme. And something fun about it is that at the same time, the new Carrion Empire box set came out, Ooh. which was Skaven Clan Scryer stuff and uh, Flesh Eater Quartz. And they had brand new models for each. So I've got built here the Warlock Bombardier, who is literally just... A rat guy with a giant bazooka, basically. <laughs> Very direct. I like that. I like that straightforwardness of design. Yeah. Yeah, no faffing around, just rat bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Get them out of you. He's also stood on like a sewer pipe with rats pouring out of it. And because he can do spells, because he's also a warlock as well as being a guy with a bazooka. Yeah. Uh, that means that he can do the spell that makes the base covered in rats appear. He so can cast the look... rats out of his pipe. Yeah, it looks like he's it looks like he's just casting rats right out of his pipe. He's it's just great. spewing rats onto the battlefield out of this pipe that he carries around. Yeah, and then so, he's got yeah. another pipe basically for explosions. Yeah. He's a pipe based fighter. Yeah. I appreciate the commitment just... to a theme though. You got you gotta respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that's there's lots of fun things. And because I because I've been having a great scathing time, 
I decided to have a look and see if there were any Skaven video games other than Vermintide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that there's a Skaven indie game. There is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, an award-winning indie game themed around Skaven that actually exists. It's called Doomwheel. It's a mobile phone endless runner <laughs> where you take control of uh, the Skaven warlord Biscuit uh, as he betrays Clan Scryer and goes around the entire original Warhammer world in his special magic doom wheel, just running over various things. <laughs> so you have the oh, you have the entire map. Fantastic. You have the entire map of all of the underground places. All the underground so places you want. You fight in orcs. You fight in dwarves and you're fighting other skaven yeah and you're just rolling along on your your big wheel with rats running along on the inside to make it go and uh running down as many other guys as possible before you blow up it's absolutely fantastic and this as i'm to understand it is considered an act of treachery <laughs> Well, they have very esoteric ways. Yeah, it's 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 one of the more whimsical mutinies I've ever witnessed. <laughs> I mean, first of all, what an idea for a vehicle! Yeah, it's pretty great. I I actually, uh, you get a Doom Wheel in the Carrion Empire set, so I have one. I haven't finished building it yet, but Excellent. I own a Doom Wheel now. It's it's literally a hamster wheel turned into a tank, effectively. This is why this... A bunch of little fellas, little little small ones of yourself running around in it. Yeah. You you imagine what that would look like? It was a human doing it, but it was full of babies. Oh, I'm imagining specifically a bunch of me, but like small. (laughs) A bunch of tiny yous. Yeah, just... just, (laughs) just, This is a concept that has existed before. We call them Jorshes. And they're just they're just running around in the wheel going Josh 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 and then I'm like Josh oh. it's me Goofy from Kingdom Hearts three out yeah, now and, and, and Goofy is sat behind me yelling ye- yelling orders at people or basically just shouting Gorsh a lot to remind people that he's Goofy the famous one and then I'm sat in my the big chair in the middle of the wheel going ah, ha, 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 I mean you effectively did describe the layout of a Doom wheel since it has another guy on the back cranking a wheel to make the uh the engine bits go as well excellent and a guy sitting in the middle piloting it so you literally did just yeah well well when you say it. doom wheel like the the wheel conceit of it kind of narrows down how many layouts you can have to such a thing because <laughs> like it'd be a really easy thing to unbalance so yeah you know m- maybe that's just the only way such a vehicle could be designed Who's to say? Yeah, I'm not an and what do I look like? An engineer? I'm not. I'm a I'm a wheel pilot with a wheel full you don't of have to small know how it works. men that are me. You don't have to know how the wheel works. I don't need you to know how how it, it works. I just need to sit in my chair going ah ha 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 and occasionally throwing stale crumpets at people. <laughs> I don't know, what do you do when you're in one of them? <laughs> Run over, probably just run over. You just people, run right? over people. That's that's not really a lot for me to do, though. I want to throw crumpets at people through the windows of small businesses. 
I mean, I guess there's nothing stopping you doing that as well. There's nothing stopping me. Over. I'm the wheelsman. <laughs> they're they're gonna call me. They're gonna call me the famous boy or something. I don't know. The you know they're gonna be like, oh no, it's it's the wheeled fella. And I'm gonna be like, yes. <laughs> the great wheeled fella of legend. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot to this idea. No. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think, little... I think the yeah. people who like designed all of the Skaven stuff possibly put more thought into their version of the idea than I did in mine. But to be fair, <laughs> I mean, I don't think the implication is that Skaven are entirely wheel-themed civilization. They needn't be. No, I think there's probably I, more going on. <laughs> yeah, I've, what I've done is I've narrowed down. I've narrowed in on a very specific niche within the Skaven sort of military structure, and have made that the entire point. I mean, the pipes are pretty good, but the wheel is the funniest one. <laughs> That's what I was missed. I can carry a pipe around and just pour rats into places. <laughs> <laughs> through the doors of small businesses. Just, through the doors of small businesses. Going, ah, ha, 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 well, there you go. That proves it. That proof. That's that's what that's what we call proof of concept, right there. <laughs> um. So yes, to describe the game. Oh yeah, that was a game. Know, yes. You know how in most endless runners, mm-hmm. you're running away from things. Yes. Or you are just jumping around things. Yeah. In this one, the entire purpose of your running endlessly is to run things over. Mm. And this adds some layers of depth to the gameplay that I haven't seen very often. Because even though your your only actual level of control is that you can jump and double jump, yeah, the main thing that causes it to have such variation is how many different types of enemy there are in this game. I'm gonna go into the things list, which is a uh, which is where all the different enemies are. Yeah. There is yep, around 15 different Skaven enemies, all with different things that they do. So there's the clan rats just kind of stay there. Uh, the assassins jump in the air, so if you want to hit them, you have to jump at exactly the right moment. Yeah. Rat ogres, uh, they can survive a couple hits, so you have to make sure you don't accidentally jump over them when you're hitting them, mm-hmm. or you miss out on knocking them over. Um, and then there's hazard ones like the Doom Flayer, which uh, is basically a giant spiky wheel that you run your wheel into and die. Mm. Uh, and that's just the Skaven. There's also dwarves and orcs, um, which all have their own like 15 different that things. Is a lot of variety. Yeah. In the base game itself. It's a free-to-play game. It has microtransactions. The only thing microtransaction-wise you can buy is extra uh, warp zone, which is the currency, but uh, you can get 
as much as you need from just playing the game. There is no restriction to getting it within the game. I don't even know why they've introduced the economy to it because it's because it's a mobile game. Like a lot of these decisions yeah. are kind of made on autopilot. Yeah, they yeah. just add it in there and you figure, well, nothing to lose. We may as well include yeah. the option. But if you go into the store, the most expensive uh, microtransaction in it is eight ninety nine, and you oh, get an untenably large amount of stuff, uh, warp stone. And it's that's, enough to get everything in the game. That's remarkable restraint on their part. <laughs> yeah. You get enough to get every single unlock in the game if you just want to skip that and get all the stuff before Is you start Is that a fairly new game? It came Is out in tw- new game? 2017. 20. So. Yeah, so it's not in, yeah. Hmm. Uh, a year and a bit. I think it came out towards the end. I don't know. I'm not seeing the date. Uh, the mobile other... games often, like especially free to play ones, have a bad habit of starting out well balanced and then ruining that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, what they have added, though, into the store is three expansions. Ooh. Just, there's paid expansions in there. Or oh, two paid expansions and one free one. The free one is uh, a Clan Pestilence themed New Skaven track, uh, which has all of the. Uh, plaguey rats in it uh, and then you can also pay for Tomb Kings which has two characters seven enemies and two environments and Ogres which have one character, one environment and seven enemies uh, and they're both only 89p huh hmm. yeah. that's almost reasonable I'd say it's pretty reasonable, considering how the game is free. There's absolutely no reason to buy the uh, microtransactions. And you're getting a bunch of new stuff. And with a game where all the variety comes from the enemies and environments, getting new enemies and environments is introducing a lot of extra stuff. So, Doomwheel has this kind of cel-shaded look to it? Yeah. It's got the sort of look you'd see in something that's trying to be a 3D comic adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think is fine. It looks like they've um, they've got a budget and they've used that budget to the effect that they can do. There's a there's even if. The art style itself is fairly minimalist. There's a lot of variety in the stuff. Mm. Um, Including the wheel itself. Because every upgrade you get to the functionality of the wheel has a cosmetic change with it as well. Ah. And there's a lot of them. Um, And yes. The progression in the game is... Basically, you unlock new areas on the map, each corresponding to a warlord, and which warlord it corresponds to uh, determines which environment and set of enemies you're going to get in that one. And this is the big, the biggest criticism I have for the game is how you progress through the environments, which is that you get a set of three challenges in each one, which are which seem to be completely randomly assigned. And can vary wildly in difficulty. Hmm. Uh, right, okay. Uh, so, 
in one you'll just get uh, play one time as one of the three challenges and another time you'll get destroy three doom flayers in one run and doom flayers are very hard to destroy without taking most of your health yeah destroying three in one run is really difficult yeah so I currently can't I currently can't get past the Lustria area because of this and the other the only other issue with that is that when you complete a challenge you have to go back to the map for it to register it you can't just keep playing and get your next challenge to get your next challenge out of the three you have to go back to the map which just seems like a very odd design choice Mm. so you need to replay the level every time you want to complete a different challenge uh yeah well the the levels the levels are uh like procedurally generated so it's not like each area is yeah a distinct designed uh course as is the case with endless runners they can't really do that (laughs) (laughs) but you do you have a restart button and at first i kept going with the restart thing hoping that i'd complete the next objective and then realized that it was just coming up with you completed the objective at the start of each one and that i had to just go back to the map and then it assigned me my new objective and then i Mm. had to go back into the actual area screen oh that's a bit daft Uh, it's a bit daft it's not it's not like a huge complaint because it doesn't Mm. especially take away from the enjoyment of the game especially once you've worked it out the loading screens are basically non-existent but it is a weird thing that's not very easy to you don't get that when you boot it up you don't expect that to be a thing yeah so it is a bit of a juiceness so it's a weird kind of quality of life issue that probably should have been addressed yeah um yeah i haven't played the expansions yet i can't attest to their quality i'm going through the main game itself at the moment yeah. Just completing the map. So I'm probably going to buy them because I kind of want to support the developers, which are called Katsu Entertainment. Hmm. And I just confirmed it is available on the Google Play Store. Yes, nice that's, that's where I got it from. And yeah, they've won two Indie Game Awards. Well, they've won one award yeah. and been a finalist in another awards. They won the East Coast Game Conference Indie Prize. Mm-hmm. And they were a finalist in the Indie Prize Casual Connect USA 2017. Huh, nice. Uh, and yeah, I have no idea how this indie development team got the licensing <laughs> to be able to make a Skaven game. Especially for selling for such low prices. Yeah, like they're... they're there's absolutely no reason to pay money into this game at all, so I doubt they... I doubt they get much out of it. It's not like Games Workshop are known for doing things particularly cheaply either. No, nah. and they don't hand out their license willy-nilly, really. But I'm glad they did in this case, because yeah, I think that it's a really nice little game. Yeah, honestly, you've kind of sold me on trying it. Yeah, I, I considered telling you guys about the game beforehand so that you could have a go, but I thought it would be cooler to like give you guys the pitch on the podcast and then we can come back and talk about whether you played it next yeah. time 
I do like that idea. That's a good idea. I'm kind of considering contacting the developer and seeing if we can't have a chat with them about it because I'd really like to know more about how this came to be a thing. That would that would be something I'd be in favour of. That would be really cool if we could do that. Because it it mm. seems so strange that this got the opportunity to come to be and it's won awards. Yeah, it's won awards. Like that, that's kind of worth talking about, I feel like. Yeah, it's just a very silly, fun little thing that, to be honest, it in the small amount of dialogue you get from the other warlords and your character... The default name is Biscuit, but I called mine Squelch. <laughs> um, In honor of her dead friend. Yes. Uh, there's a certain amount of pathos to the way this, the character progresses throughout. Because it starts off where they're just being used by Ikit Claw, who's like one of the big clan scryer leaders. Yeah. And then they decide because they've made this Doom Wheel that's better than all the other Doom Wheels, they're not going to be used and abused anymore and it just gets untenably out of hand where they can't stop using the doom wheel to destroy other armies because everyone started coming after them and they beat just... too many enemies <laughs> yeah it can never just, end you start getting all this dialogue from them like talking about how they can't really stop at this point they have to keep going because if not everyone's gonna come after them uh... <laughs> the sword of damocles hangs above the doom wheel yeah. Heavy is the head that goes around in their chair pouring rats into local businesses. <laughs> it's so, very it's an important and, and solemn duty. Yeah. So you you have you have Eckert Claw who's coming after you because you stole his his Doom Wheel, which is basically your yeah. Doom Wheel you made and he decided to claim as his own invention. You requisitioned your own Doom Wheel. Yep. You've got reclaimed your the, the fruits of your own labor. You can't yes. be reclaiming fruit with a skaven <laughs> for fuck's sake. We're clan scryer. Yeah, uh, biscuit it seized the means of production and now <laughs> seized the means of destruction is what you could say Ooh, if you were trying yeah, to be clever about that's it. That's fun. Mm. Well, we weren't. Yeah, I know. Is the thing. Um, and the other the other warlords, most of them are just. Uh, named characters from the dwarfs and the orcs yeah. in the original Warhammer Fantasy. But then you also have Thankwall, who is a big Skaven character, who is the one of, I think, two currently surviving named characters from the original Skaven. Uh, and his, his role in it is that he's trying to... Uh, he's trying to court... Biscuit to join him so that he can take the power of the Doom Wheel for himself. Oh, uh, I see. So there's all kinds of uh, intrigue. Which is perfectly Skaven. They've captured the spirit of it perfectly. It's absolutely ridiculous and silly, but also filled with backstabbing and nonsense. It's absolutely great, and I really, I really the like wheel it. The wheel-based political thriller. <laughs> I'm already enjoying it more than the recent seasons of Game of Thrones, to be honest. So. Yeah. What if Game no, of Thrones same. was just this? <laughs> the whole thing took uh, the, the, took place on the back of a wheel. It all just happened. It all just plowing through all the houses, and then they get into a race with that wheel from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> 
the wacky races show up, they're all there. Yeah, Dick Dastardly a... does something that backfires. I don't know. It's been a yeah, while since he... I watched I mean, the that, show. To be honest, that is his mo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else I can say about it. It's just did he that, ever like... stop that fucking pigeon? No, he never did. The pigeon always outsmarted him. But really, isn't that just how we all have to live? We've all got to live with the fact that we've not caught the fucking pigeon yet. That pigeon's still out there. Someone needs to stop that pigeon. What? Nab him, grab him, stab him, shag him, fuck that pigeon now. Uh, I do not remember those parts when from when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm I'm gonna let you in on a little insider secret here, Martin. Oh, I did not mean to say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said shag first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not it's... really any good version of that. <laughs> You know. Did you meant to say shank because you said stab in the previous one? <laughs> no, no, shag was intentional. I couldn't <laughs> think of. I simply couldn't think of any other word at that point. And then apparently that was an irrevocable decision on my part. It just. I appreciate know. that you just. Went, I appreciate that you just went with it. I thought it was a nice. You've got. Something you've got just, a, it. You know. It. It's. It's like getting in a doom wheel and rebelling against pe- the people at the top, taking credit for all your ideas. You know, you start and it's just going to snowball out of control into something that you can't stop. It's the way it is sometimes. That's you just what have we've to learned. Keep going, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop. Don't, don't stop. stop, never give up. Got to get high and reach the top, haven't you? Yeah. Let the world see what you've got. And it's mostly a giant wheel. What is it with cartoon characters and futile attempts to catch birds? We'll they never just, know. Birds, birds are just very tempting. Something that the cartoon like, industry wants you to know is the bird's going to get away. Maybe it's always written by small dogs and cats. <laughs> they're, writing what, they're writing what they know. Yeah, about, they badly about their always struggles. want to catch the bird. They really badly want to catch birds, and they just can't do it. Because they can fly, they've got an advantage. Exactly. But if you ever catch a bird on the ground, well, one day they dream of that happening. But it never happens. They chase the eternal dream. It's the hollow promise of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Obligatory <laughs> socialist reference. Lately, also kind of a Jim Sterling reference. Oh, behave, behave yourself. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just staying, just putting that out there. <sighs> so yeah, um, Doom Whale, play it. Maybe play it, do it. M- maybe get play the it. expansions because I think. The developers have put so much effort into this silly little mm. thing that I feel like they deserve to... Because no one's going to buy those microtransactions. No. They feel like they're there as... Ju- they're a method of getting money from it, I guess. I yeah. don't know if the expansions came out. I don't know when the expansions came out. But the game's entirely free and, like... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's straight. I get the feeling they just wanted to make a game... And sort yeah. of thought about how they would make money off of it after. I don't know. That's how it's, it feels to me as well. Which is unusually high effort which, for a game like this. Which does make me want to yeah. give it money, honestly, because it's just yeah. like you, yeah. you've not done this with the specific intention of like weaseling your way into my wallet. Well, exactly. I don't feel like I'm being manipulated. Yeah, exactly. Like because th- this couldn't possibly be a method of manipulation because it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm I'm going to buy those expansions and play them, and get back to you on that. Cause... All right, yeah. 
I've I'm... already downloaded it, so I'm going to play it as well, and then we'll talk about it. We're all going to give it a go. Doom Wheel Watch 2019. <laughs> <laughs> going to get to the truth. Yeah, the, the, the hype of the season no one saw coming. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get circular. <laughs> That's a terrible tagline. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it a little. Yeah. We'll get better. Right. Well, well, that's about 40 minutes of Skaven chat. <laughs> oh, wow. Did that? we have anything oh, else yeah. on the docket? We were we were on that one for a while. We could talk about... Did you want to talk about Peter Molyneux? I'd quite like to talk about Peter Molyneux. It's gonna, it'll be brief, but I've got I've got some feelings about the Molyneux situation. Oh, my, yes. Uh, he's doing... <laughs> He's he's doing a little doing doing a fun little game, isn't he? He's making one. That sounded very patronising. I apologise for that. I mean, I mean I'll be attention. honest. I mean, it is Peter Molyneux, so it's not wholly unjustified. Well, yeah. Uh... I mean, like it's it. The game itself looks like like honestly, I'm probably not going to talk much. I've I've actually already completely forgotten the name of the game because it just looked like nothing I would be interested in. You seem to be running a business of some sort. Making some stuff, oh. and there there was a bear in the gameplay footage, and you put a head on it, and then a man picks it up. That that's that's what I know about the game. Well, that's make nice, of that I make guess. of that what you will. But you know, I don't begrudge its existence. The problem that I have with it is so. He had a little chat with Red Bull Gaming, which is apparently a thing. And apparently quite a well-known thing, certainly from the, the viewership count that the video had. I'd heard of it, Bony. I was, yeah, same, I was kind of tangentially aware of it, but not yeah. much. And it opens with Peter Molyneux talking about how he loves what he does because you can have this crazy idea, like, you know, for example, running around in a big wheel knocking stuff over. Right, local businesses, etc. And then you, you're sort of in a position to see that become a real thing. And then, and these, this is a direct quote from him. How could you not be addicted to that? Um, that's how we're that, framing this? <laughs> yeah, like, his, like, that's the thing. Uh, Coming from anyone else, it's an innocuous enough statement, honestly. Because, you know, that's... Yeah. That makes sense. What he's saying makes sense. Coming from Peter Molyneux, it sounds like it's an, an excuse. Yeah. It sounds like he's preemptively apologising for it being yeah. yet another failure. And, and it's not the only thing he said in that video that gave me those kinds of vibes. Like, it, it really... I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Like I've heard other people talk about the situation, and they talk about Peter Molyneux like I would talk about an abusive ex. Oof. We want to believe he's changed. It's just, oh, it. He, 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 he. I find him incredibly frustrating, mm. and it's not just because of his games. Because if it was just the games, I could put it down to he is just a weird developer who has these ideas, and they don't always work out. But that's fine. For some reason, I find it much more difficult to accept because he constantly insists that it should have been better, it should have been more, and apologizes for it every single time. Yeah. If he just had a coherent vision and it didn't quite come out the way other people expected it to, that's something I can sort of respect. 
Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm fond of developers who do strange things like that. We had a yeah. conversation about this last episode talking about Nier. Yeah. And Nier fails in a lot of ways, but I respect its attempt. And I don't get that vibe from Molyneux or Molyneux's games. They feel very cynical. And mm-hmm. everything about it, he, he, he talks about it like he's experimenting with these wild new ideas and then puts out something where those ideas are sort of poorly implemented, half-baked, don't really work right. And it would be one thing if it was like Nier, an idea which really did push some boundaries and was trying something new so you can forgive its missteps. But what Molyneux is doing is trying to reinvent already existing ideas and doing it badly consistently and then admitting that he did it badly before the game even comes out because he knows it's a failure and is unwilling to keep working on it. Well, unwilling or unable, I don't want to, maybe that's maybe that's unfair, but it, it feels like he is just banking on this constant idea that as a kind of, for want of a better term, a gaming auteur, that he will have endless goodwill to always put out unfinished half-baked ideas without ever really having to try to improve on anything that he's doing, his process or his concepts. Sorry, you're just going to have to cut out a bunch of the audio here because Tibby has started now. The the awakening of squiggles, the the noise. There's just a squiggly (laughs) noise that I've been quietly hearing for a while now. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's Tibby being a loud boy. Yeah. Well, my dog is whining. Zero's crying too. Oh no, now you've set the dog off. Oh no, now my curtains are weeping. Oh no, blood's dripping from the walls. Oh, the sky's on fire. Frogs are falling from the heavens. Neil Patrick Harris is singing again. Oh, again? Yeah. We knew this day would come, but we didn't think it would be so soon. I fucking did. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so the storm's picking up outside. That may be why the dog's upset. Sorry in advance for any further sounds. It's fine. Yeah, the I don't know what to... Peter Molyneux, as a concept, is He's a, a real fucking tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds harsh. I, I, all I mean to say is that I don't... I wish I knew what to make of him, because he sounds... He sounds like just a really genuine guy who, for whatever reason, is incapable of changing. Yeah. And is just somehow... Like, you hear him talk, and I personally want to think that he means well. But, and I will confess this this is an entirely personal thing on my end. Without wishing to get too deeply, deeply personal, at the start of this year, I had reason to question my ability to assess how genuine people are being. And whether or not they're getting better. Mm-hmm. So I re- like I. As much as I'd like to give Molyneux the benefit of a doubt, like as a person, as a creator, I don't really trust myself to. And so I honestly think the best thing for me to do is just sort of not get involved. Really, yeah, like that—that's just... the point I'm at with Molyneux. Is just sort of like, fine, you—you you know, I'll. I'll wait for other people to figure it out because I just I don't. Yeah. It's I I can't wrap my head around it. it it's a weird thing because I, I I mean I'm I'm worried that I maybe came off a little too harsh when I was talking about this before, 
Um, no, everything you said was fair enough. It's something like I, I, I want to because Molyneux does seem like a genuine guy. Like when you, he talks, when you see him in interviews, he seems like someone who really does believe what he's saying. He is a very but, charismatic person at the very absolutely. Least. Uh, well, that's kind of what the point I was getting at, is that his yeah. games as well have a charisma to them. They have a certain charm that people like. And I, for one, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Fable series. I was for a long time. Uh, the I third one was a huge disappointment. Three. But What's that? I liked number three. Yeah, I liked that as well, but I think it failed in some really strange ways, like the fact that it relied really heavily on uh, a moral choice system that was really easy to compromise by leaving your console switched off for a week. Yeah, no, there was. There's a lot of issues with the game, but I liked how. To be honest, the big thing I liked about it was how streamlined it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find the first Fable hard to, hard to, get into. I do like Fable, and I, I even like Fable Three as much shit as I was giving it there. I, I enjoy those games, and I think they have a lot of charm, a lot of charisma, and I would really have liked to see the series properly continued, though that doesn't look very likely anymore. The problem I'm having is, and I'm kind of torn between two positions here because I I feel like we know enough about Molyneux as a game creator to talk candidly about the kind of things he does, especially because he centers his own ideas and his own vision, his own personality so much in how those games are talked about and how they're created that it's not unreasonable to then take that at face value and talk about him as a person in relation to the games. Mm. But I we also don't know him. We also don't know who he is really. Yeah. It's, always, it's a public face. So I, I guess what I'm thinking about it is that I feel like it's not good enough to try and never change. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 and again, like in the context of I like Fable, I want to like Molyneux as a developer. I want to like his ideas. But when you were playing with the kinds of money given to you by other people on a crowdfunding platform, yeah. and you shovel it all away in unknown directions and produce something which ultimately f- does not work fundamentally, that that's a kind of betrayal of your audience that's hard to swallow. And that's kind of what I don't, I basically don't trust him as a person to run a business, as a, a run a creative business. Yeah. It kind of sounds like, and I'm, I'm sorry, I keep bringing this up. It kind of feels like my attitude towards Warframe. <laughs> in, as, in as much as there's stuff in there that you want to believe couldn't come from a place of cynicism. Yeah. But, like, there's just so much shit you would have to overlook. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. whether he's being genuine or not, what he's done is not as... It, like, it's just not excusable. Yeah. From a, well, like, yeah, from that's, that's exactly it, yeah, yeah. Like, from any real angle. There may be a reason for it. There may be a legitimate reason for it that he will need help with. <laughs> yeah. But certain things like just can't stand no matter how reasonable the explanation for them is. There still comes a point where he needs to take responsibility for the effects that he's yeah. had. And I can't and figure I think, out whether, yeah. again, I can't figure out whether he's doing it or not. Because sometimes he will say, you know, like, I did this, I made this mistake. But responsibility has to be more than just apologising. You need to yeah, actually and then, make the and then effort. In other places, he talks about how it's the world that's changed, and it's uh, you know other people don't like it when I do this. Not, it was a mistake for me to have done this. Well, mm-hmm. it's apology marketing. Yeah. yeah, it which is a thing that has been increasingly a thing is yeah. that a company will often deliberately do something shitty and then 
then use the apology as an opportunity to advertise themselves. Like, mm-hmm. they do the shitty thing, and that nets them publicity, and then they talk about how apologetic they are, and then that makes them seem humble. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm reluctant to say that Molyneux himself would do that, but I think what may happen is the people who put money into Molyneux's games are putting him in positions where he is doing that. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, he's he's kind of found himself in an environment that isn't necessarily conducive to him improving. Yeah, because his behaviour is so consistent in that direction that you can rely on him doing these things, becoming enthused about a new idea, very excited about it, well in advance of it ever being put into practice. Yeah. And then just before the game launches, when he knows that his vision has kind of collapsed in itself again, that he'll he'll begin with the uh, the standard apology tour, and that even if he himself, and I, I'm generously, maybe a little too generously, inclined to believe he wouldn't do this cynically, that at the very least someone above him, someone with some kind of money yeah. at the stake here, is using his tendency intentionally to create that. I don't know. Like, as I said, I'm just going to steer clear of the whole thing and let the world make up its mind. I haven't bothered with a Molyneux game in a long time. I don't think yeah. I'm going to start anytime yeah. soon. I think yeah. the last one I played was Fable 3. That the was last it. one I played yeah. was Fable 3 as well. I don't like looking at it that way, but it's just, it's what has to happen. It's the only logical action I can take at this point. It would be untenable to do anything else, really. Yeah. Sorry, Molyneux, but... Yeah, hands aside. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Yeah. Not nothing personal. He'll be all right, probably. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, he's personally, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh... I considered, and now this is something a bit different. This yeah. is more related to us. I considered making Molyneux a character similar to David Kaja. I wouldn't have, I, like I wouldn't go that far with Molyneux at this stage until I had <laughs> yeah. a definite answer one way or the other. Yeah. Like David Carr is just fucking black and white. Like that's Was that deliberate? It was it was not. I I oh. did literally just mean it has an expression. Comedy. Yeah, but it it actually feels kind of crass with Molyneux cuz it feels like, honestly, as someone, and we talked about this a bit, as yeah. someone with some pretty intense mental health stuff, yeah, a lot of Molyneux stuff reminds me of some of my. Oh yeah, issues. like I've made no shortage of really bad decisions. Like I was not the most stable child. You know, you know, I that it's why I want to be on his side in a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, it it wasn't acceptable what I did, and this isn't either. It's one of those things where it's like I, I'm just. I mean, I, without, without as uh, as George said, not wanted to get too uh, too deeply personal. It is something that I can definitely, like the two of you, I can also connect yeah. with, and that specific cycle that Molyneux has of enthusiasm and then defensive uh, kind of preemptive defensiveness is something that is very easy to, to identify in my own life something yeah. i can definitely look at and say i've i have this pattern this is something that i do and that may be why it's so obvious to me why it stands out so much as a particular kind of behavior and maybe why i'm also so inclined to not uh 
say that it's cynical on his part because yeah. the exact mannerisms he uses, the consistency of them, that's that's me. I've done that. So it, it, yeah, like Elodie said, it's it's it makes me it makes me feel like any kind of attempt at like kind of a personal mockery would be crass. Yeah, that, like at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's this is what I'm doing this because it's what has to happen. Yeah, and I don't feel like you need to like have hate for the man or like really lean into condemning him to acknowledge that what he's doing is perhaps a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make fun of him. I don't it Yeah. doesn't feel like the sort of person I want to make jokes of because it just it just feels kind of You don't have to ridicule him to not enable him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And you can be critical of his games. You can be critical yeah. of his output. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's um, a completely different matter. Yeah, and you can even say like the working conditions and things he's done to other people are not okay. That's not the same as a personal attack on the way that he behaves. Yeah, because yeah. like the, the the way that he affects other people is more of a social thing. You can identify, okay, he should not have done this. That was a bad thing to do to take all those people's money and then do nothing with it. That yeah. was wrong. Um, but that's not then saying that he is fundamentally a bad person for having done it. Like, you're not looking at, like, David Cage here, where David Cage has a, a well-established reputation as being a hell to work with. Yeah, yeah. Dave, David Cage is provably wrong on a molecular level. And mm. he, 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 he treats a lot of very serious issues very lightly. He is yeah. openly misogynist. He treats his workers like shit. I mean, this is a pattern of abusive behavior that he has been record- his own records have been personally committed to so yeah. that that the david cage he's much more obviously a bad person yeah like i said <laughs> it's open and shut with david cage we like yeah. there's no there's no question of that yeah yeah and so that that i i'm not i'm not doing a defensiveness thing here i'm just saying like i don't different people different things i feel like i can i can make a joke out of david cage and part of it is that the way i do it is so ridiculously over the top that i don't think anyone's going to take it as a serious personal attack yeah no but no, i don't absolutely. think there's a way of doing an over the top molyneux that doesn't feel like kind of a shitty personal attack on him yeah and like again when when I did the Igarashi voice, which was complete, <laughs> that the point of that was that I didn't know anything about Igarashi, so I was being as over the top ridiculous of something that I knew he definitely wasn't as possible. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody could listen to the Igarashi voice and claim you were trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, when when the joke is at your expense and not the uh, the subject that's a different thing because you're you're making fun of your own lack of knowledge of it or your own kind of lack of understanding and that itself is the joke yeah mm. the subject is kind of incidental at that point so yeah i don't i'm not trying to turn the topic to be about myself i'm just saying like hmm. if it feels if some people might feel like it's a bit um of a double standard that we're talking about Molyneux in such a sensitive way when David Kaja is a thing that exists on this podcast. Yeah. I don't think there's a double standard there because I think it's entirely different situations. It is com- like it would it would be a complete false equivalence to say that it's the same thing. And I think we've done a pretty good job explaining that, like outlining yeah. why we believe that is, yeah. Should we talk about the charity streams a little? Since we yeah. neglected How to cover did it last we time. Not mention <laughs> 
the H Bomber guy stream once yeah. last episode. Glaring oversight on our part. Yeah. You were in it. I was in it, yeah. <laughs> I was in it two times, actually. I was briefly yeah. in it to say goodbye later on. but Twice the... of them. Yeah. The, the first time I was in it for, like, half an hour or so before mm. I, um, I kind of got booted. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, I got booted two times. I got brought back after the first booting, because the first booting, everyone but a few people left because... AOC was in it. Yeah, and yeah, then that the, was a, I remember that moment. The second, the second booting, nobody came back from because it was when like a bunch of fairly famous people came on. Uh, and if I had any criticism for that stream, it's that, and I'm not trying to say this as in I should have been able to stay on. It's just that a few trans voices were kind of silenced for some cis celebrities there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did have a great time on the bit that I was on, and I think it's a really good thing that was done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, in their defense, um, they weren't really prepared for how yeah. of hand that got. Yeah. I think, I think if they had planned it better, that might have been accounted for a lot more effectively. I mean, obviously, that's not necessarily a, the best reason for it, but it, it, I mean, I think in, in, in their defense, that would be maybe. Uh, something that they were a little overwhelmed by because yeah, they were definitely that... overwhelmed. I was in the I was in the Discord and they were not expecting that. Mm. No, oh. um, but... it was pretty intense. I was up all night listening to that. <laughs> yeah did Did you hear my second appearance as well? I did. I actually heard both appearances. The the second one, I was just happened to be there by chance. Ah. Uh, <laughs> did you like my Kermit impression appearing on it? I did. I even we had the, and it, one of the group chats here, and I even commented on it as it came up. I say I recognize that Kermit voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea is you're supposed to recognize the Kermit voice, really. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> even if I didn't yeah. know it was Elodie, it's kind of the me, that's kind Kermit. of the mission statement. <laughs> yeah, I, I went on Twitter afterwards, and a couple people seemed to be convinced that the voice actor for Kermit came on, even <laughs> though I instantly said that it was me and talked about how it was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you 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 had to issue a disclaimer that you were not in fact the voice actor for Kermit. Yeah, I mean, if they want to hire me for that, I'm not gonna complain. Oh, oh, yes, that, that'd be an excellent yeah. opportunity. If, that'd be quite a job. If Disney and the Henson Company want to contact me about my Kermit services, I <laughs> won't complain. You are available for her services. Trans um. rights, okay! God, I, I, it immediately puts me in mind of Jordan Peterson. It's really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> well, have this twitch reflex. Like I'm, I'm suddenly ready to defend myself. In the uh, <laughs> fight in, or flight reaction. In yeah. the thing, um, someone said Jordan Peterson, and I said, "Oh no, you cop me, fuck!" <laughs> and ran away. It's a fair cop. Uh, but I could also, I think I could also get away with doing. Uh, so I could get away with impersonating Jordan Peterson to make him say things he would never say. Oh, you totally could. <laughs> that I would could. be hilarious. With great power to be honest, I think, you'd have a, I think you'd have better luck bringing him down if you just said things that he would definitely say. Oh. Speaking of people, it's acceptable to make fun of. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Go for the go for the throat. Clean your room, but don't pay attention to my room because it's not clean. Got him. If you wear red lipstick, you want to fuck me. He did literally say that. Not in those exact words, but wait, he, what? he said he said that. Wait, yeah. did you, do you not know about this one, Josh? <laughs> I'm not aware. Every every time Jordan Peterson gets brought up in conversation around me, he's done something else. Yeah, he's always doing something else. This is the that way was how is. I was introduced to the concept of Jordan Peterson. Is that every time I would hear about him, it would turn out he was a worse person than I initially thought. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he uh, he literally believes that the reason women wear makeup is because they're it's it's how they, they signal that they're uh, sexually aroused and ready. Yeah, he says that uh, red <laughs> lipstick is to mimic the appearance of sexual arousal, so anyone who wears red lipstick can't criticize him because they're already demeaning what? women. My partner does psychology. She's uh, you know... working on her third psychology master's right now, and uh, I'm about to do my first. That's really cool. What are you doing it on? What's your area? Social psychology. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, the, the, the point being that uh, she, she talks a fair bit about how frustrating she finds it that people take evolutionary psychology seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is largely junk science promoted by misogynist assholes. And that's kind of where Jordan Peterson lies when he, come, when he talks about these things, even though he's not an evil psychologist himself by uh, training. But Which is maybe worth evolutionary doing. psychology. I, I got some pretty good grades in that in university. Mm-hmm. Where I, where I always focused it was in talking about how evolution is more based around cooperation and stuff than division. Mm-hmm. That's know, much like, more not only a more interesting approach; it's a more accurate one too. Yeah, talking about the social evolution. Yeah, it's much more interesting than a. Brain wiring, which is just absurd. Than tell, telling you that you put lipstick on because you want to fuck Jordan Peterson. Yeah, or lobsters mean we have a natural hierarchy. Yeah, lobsters. <laughs> you were aware of the lobsters thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am presciently aware well, of yeah, the. Yeah, uh... we, we talked about lobster Peterson the first time. The uh... I have extensive oh, yeah, awareness of lobster Peterson. Yeah. Uh, I so, can never unknow that. Anyway, should we probably talk about some indie games and charity what? streams and such? Uh, <laughs> indie games, yeah, yeah. I also appeared on one of the charity stream, which was uh, yes. Jack Saints Valentine's Day Hamtaro charity stream, where I just talked about pets I'd owned for the hour that I was there <laughs> before I did. Well, there out. you go. Uh, hour's worth of pets. Can't ask for more than that. So you can go and check me out on the VODs for both of those. I will definitely do that after uh, this. How long is that stream? The stream is like 12 hours. I appear within the first two. So like, cool. if you just want to watch cool. my bit, just go <laughs> an hour in and you will be near it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like yeah, to have I, stuff like that for work. So, yeah, mm. uh, Jack is a lovely boy. I met him through the H-Bomber guy thing. We ended mm. up chatting for a while when we were both booted at the same time. Because we ended up in the off-stream chat. Yeah. And me and him were just chatting the whole time. And we've ended up becoming kind of friends. And hopefully we got some projects coming up together soon. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really, really nice. excited to hear about that. It's really cool. <laughs> Zero also is excited. <laughs> and and, the, and, and the dog insinuates himself into the conversation. 
<laughs> I can't record anything without him begging for attention. Oh, the dog how wants well to... me. I'm not getting attention. <laughs> only from me. He could be upstairs with Liz right now, getting attention from her, but he only wants it from me because he knows I'm busy. <laughs> oh, bring me my salves. <laughs> Carruthers? Carruthers, they're not letting me onto their podcast. Make them let me on. He has a butler called Carruthers, is that what I'm, what oh, I'm getting no, at. it's a That's... new character. <laughs> yeah, it's Carruthers. Oh, you're a dog, sir. Yes, very good, sir. <laughs> he just sort of observes that Zero is a dog. Your your butler voice is excellent. I'm a butler. But that's not Josh doing a voice within the film. No, it's it? Carruthers the butler. Carruthers I don't know why he's at my house. Yeah, I was actually complimenting Carruthers the butler on maintaining his butler demeanour very effectively. Thank you, sir. Is he stood behind you right now? He, he stood directly behind me. He stood behind you? Yeah. I meant Martin since he'd be near zero, but apparently he's <laughs> well, hanging he's, out with you right here's, now. Here's a shocking quest. Josh is here too. <laughs> oh, that ex- I thought it was odd that Carruthers would be in my house when I don't even own a dog, let alone one that employs him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I how I ended up I here. I think we're already in Josh's deep thoughts, so let's just keep yeah, At some, at some point, we've, in we've entered Silent Hill. We're knee-deep in the thoughts. I thought right you said Silent right Hill, now. which is a deep thought in itself. <laughs> Now here's the thing: is the hill made of people? Yeah, I mean, it's just a hill made of people. It definitely is a hill made of people, and that is something that may actually be plausible in Silent Hill. So it works really well. Have eyes? (laughs) Have I cracked the code? Can can you tell that dog to stop sounding like a person? It's very distressing. <laughs> it sounds like a man going, Oh! Carruthers! He's in Silent Hill, it's very awful. Carruthers, I'm in Silent Hill now. <laughs> One of my sins are coming so. back to haunt me. <laughs> what is... <laughs> We've killed Elodie. <laughs> this fucking show. This this show is <gasps> certainly happening. Ah, oh, people are sleeping on this content. This should they, be... they have no idea what they're missing. Yeah. yeah we have such sights to show you. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, anyway, shall I do some deep thoughts for you? Because I've got yeah. some fun fun concepts I want to kind of bounce off here. Oh, go on then. Uh, yeah, Josh's deep thoughts. Josh's deep thoughts. I've got I've got a couple of movie ideas that I wanted to run by you, and I'm actually quite proud of these. So uh, yeah, just just sort of see what you think. The first one is called the FTSE 500. Okay. We open two people in a restaurant. Okay. I'm excited. It's pro- pro- I'm probably excited just a cafe, like something a bit less formal. Maybe like a bistro. A bistro, that's beautiful. Particularly because bistro is a fun word to say. It is, isn't it? It, It's a fun... You you may... There may be an opportunity for, you know, script writing in your future. If I I can get Hollywood on board with this. 
so yeah, they're at the bistro. They're playing footsie under the table. You know, it just starts as like it's like a fun little you know hey, whim- whimsical fun times with our legs having kicks, right? Mm-hmm. With you so far. Gradually, the smiles fade. It it's it takes on a more serious tone, and the legwork gets more intricate. Ooh. And at this point, you realise, oh, this has turned into an actual competition right now. Like that, they are. Like we're not clear on what the rules of footsie are exactly, but like they they know what the objective is, and they are playing to win at this point. And then it just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating, and then it's just it just turns into the floor on like fucking taekwondo, just all all the kicks, all the kicks you can imagine. The table's long been forgotten, and then one of them, our protagonist, obviously, after many kicks, many fun kicks, exclusively kick-based combat. That's the conceit of the film. Oh, okay. It's kind of uh, like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Pretty much. In, in fact, nope, I had nothing for that. Let's abandon that <laughs> thought. Right, <laughs> move on quick. It's been a while since I've watched Cowboy Bebop. Um, so he, he defeats his opponent, and you know, obviously, the bistro is just chock a block with onlookers at this point, just staring in absolute awe, like kind of applauding. Like they're not entirely sure what they've witnessed, but they see that, like, they're kind of it's the awkward applause, you know. Well, like they kind of think, well, I guess we should clap now, even though I'm. Ki- it's kind of strange what's happened in front of us. But they know, they know there's something to celebrate. Just yeah, we just want to establish sure that there's is. some yeah. level of prestige. You know, we want people to appreciate that it's impressive what these people are doing. Leaves the bistro. There is a black limousine waiting for him outside with this like sort of secret service looking bloke stood next to it. Hands him an envelope. He's been invited to a tournament <laughs> between the 500 best footsie players in the world. And the rest of the movie is going to be set in that tournament. I'm kind of hazy on a lot of the later details. But I just think Lee it's there? a really good concept for a movie. Like, is Chan Lee there? Might as well be. I think she Chan- has quite the footsie game. Yeah, I was about to say, at Chan this Lee's stage, there is nothing stopping us. There's 500 of them. Like we're gonna need characters. Like we're gonna run out of actual people at some point. I so think character, we're, we're, we are going to need characters. In this we can film. get. We can have Spike from Cowboy Bebop. If you took the roster of characters from this podcast, that would probably fill out the. The that selection. that would do that would do most of it, I reckon, and then the rest of them can. Just be Chun Li. Chun Li palette swaps. This sounds more like a fighting game. You know, if someone well, we could have a, a tie-in fighting game. If someone makes a fighting game out of the Indie Game Podcast characters, I'll give them a copy of Half-Life Two on Steam. Oh my god! <laughs> someone someday is going to take this copy. Oh god, I would love the it. best. You know what? The best game they've ever played, and they'll love it. Like, tangent from my own bullshit for a moment. Do you know what I would really love? More indie fighting games. Because I used to get really yeah. excited by fighting games. Yeah. I think they're really hard to balance. They take a lot of work. So it's like something yeah. that a lot of people are willing to commit to. We, yeah. we talked earlier on in the life of this podcast about Skullgirls. 
and mm-hmm. how I it had. Yeah, it. didn't that didn't that have something fucky going on? It with the had version a of mobile it port that yeah. was the most the most fucky microtransaction ridden shit. It was no Doom Wheel. It was no <laughs> Doom Wheel, and for that for that we are ashamed. Yeah. Really, everything needs to be Doom Wheel now. It's um, it's the gold standard by which I'm going to judge mobile games. Like honestly, no irony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that, if you're gonna do it, that's that's the standard. If you're gonna do it, do it like Doom Wheel. Oh yeah. Nice. Do it like Doom Wheel. I'm gonna get that printed out as a bumper sticker and then not do anything Ooh. with it because I don't have a car. Well, we can have like we could have Indie Haven merchandise, and they can have T-shirts and bumper stickers. And they all and say, just buy them. They all yeah. say, "Do it like Doom Wheel on them, and yeah. nothing else." Yeah. Yeah. That's the only all one of we this have, we, we can get no off the back of this movie. Like, we're not even gonna like, we're not even gonna have like a, a a number of the episode on it. We're just gonna have the slogan. That's all. Just have the statement. Yeah, written in Times New Roman. Well, I'll put it. I'll put it like in the in the movie like we can have like it the tournament is sponsored by doom wheels somehow <laughs> doesn't explain what it is but just you just see do it like doom wheel everywhere and then we that's how we get it into the pop consciousness yeah and, the last and then we'll, we'll, the we'll movie, just be printing money with that yeah. the last half hour of the film is just going to be someone playing doom wheel <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm thinking for what see what see what you think about this for the um for the protagonist i'm thinking like the guy who played the protagonist in the raid. I never saw the raid. I heard it was good though. It it is really good. The sequel's actually surprisingly good as well, given that it completely deviates from kind of same director the, the... and stuff. Yeah, like what in a confusing turn, one of the actors returns, but it was a character who died in the first one, and he's just there playing a completely different character. Huh, that is confusing. <laughs> I kind of like it when films do that though. I respect the decision because he's, like, he's good. Hey, if you've got a good actor, you may as well use them. Yeah. He's here. But, yeah, so that's what I was thinking for that. Do, do we like that idea? Yeah, I like that the, idea. The Let's one problem that. I'm having is I'm not clear what the tournament rules are. I know the uh, you... I know the rule. I know the tournament rules. Yeah. Do it like Doom Wheel. Oh yeah, that's oh, it. Know. If you can do it like Doom Wheel, then you win. Yeah. You start from a seated position with your legs under the table. The problem is we've got to abandon the table at some point to get most of the kicking done. Your hands okay. are tied behind you physically. Okay. Like the rest so of the, like your use of hands is not allowed and is actively restricted in this tournament. Okay. So to and then mm-hmm. the objective is to do it like Doom Wheel until so you, you have win. to like kick a bunch of orcs or something or possibly. Yeah. My yeah. original idea was that it would all take place under the table and then you could kick them out from under the table and that would be that would constitute a win by ring out. In the orc levels in Doom Wheel, there's a giant foot that comes down from the sky, which is one of the orc <laughs> spells in Warhammer. Well, there's our answer. It's very uh, Monty Python. Can, can we yeah. get the Warhammer people in on this? Can we make this a tie-in? Well, apparently they can, you can get the license if you're nice enough, so... We'll, we'll just tell them that we're going to win awards at some point, and then they'll finance our kick movie. I'm excited about this project. I'm ex- more excited about this project than I've, ever, than I've been excited about anything for a long time. So we agree that that's got a lot of potential, then? Absolutely. It's got legs, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I found that way funnier than I should have. 
It's got more legs than a helper abomination. Hey. Hey. Um, I do have a second movie idea. Okay. The, fir- the first one was kind of the... Uh, you know, that's the action angle I'm playing there. There's not a great deal to think about. It's, you know, a martial arts movie with a twist. This one's going to be a bit more to think about, I think. All right? Okay. One flew over the school of rock. <laughs> <laughs> and that was... Jack Black gets committed to a psychiatric institution where the patients are controlled using routine abuse medication and electroconvulsion therapy. And the Battle of the Bands is in three weeks. <laughs> He's got to get all of the patients together to create... Right, really, really, it's a story of creating art under the worst possible conditions. So it's actually an inspirational tale, in a tale really. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a story of artists overcoming adversity, and especially in the current climate we're in now in video games. I feel like a light needs to be shone on that sort of thing. And I think we need Jack Black in order to do it, specifically. Jack Blank. We've tried everything else. (laughs) Blank. uh, Blank Jank. Blank Jank. Jank Blank. Jonk Blames. Jankity Blank. Jankity Blank. Jumbuffles. (laughs) Jeremy Renner. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) Recommendations wise? Oh yes. Yeah. I've just been playing Doom Wheel and I've already talked about that, so you guys <laughs> you guys can lead this. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in an awkward position this time. Oh. Because I I've I've gotta voice a potentially controversial opinion. I'm excited to hear this. I've been trying to play Soma. Okay. Which I... which I did not realise was on the PS4. Actually, I think I got it free mm-hmm. on PS Plus. And like, was, that was literally the PS first that I'd heard that it came to the. Yeah, that was literally the first that I'd heard that I it had come it to the console at some point. So I own it. I just haven't played it. Yeah. Maybe the story is everything I was promised. I've not gotten far enough in to know. Because it, I'm just finding it kind of impenetrable. In what way? From a. Well, it's not so bad when it's just a bunch of corridors that you're, like, walking through to find stuff, because despite the fact that it's incredibly badly lit and you can't see an inch in front of your fucking face, there are only a limited number of places the thing you need can be. Then you wind up in the ocean. You're just in the ocean, and you've got to find this... Uh, shuttle to get to a place, and that's the only instruction you're given, and there's nothing really indicating where the shuttle is, and it is still murky, it's still very dark, you still can't see where you're going, and you've got a big old ocean now to narrow it down from. And that's kind of... Like, I get get the feeling that not much consideration has been given to the act of actually getting through this game to see the stuff that everyone's saying is brilliant. Hmm. Like, it's one of those... Because, like, everything else that's happening is not... It's not the tightest thing in the world. Picking up things in that game is weird. Like, it's it's like... The controls are friendly, yeah. X simulator physics. Like, you know, like, it's, it's got the physics of one of those wacky... 
fucking simulator games when you pick stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't understand why it needed to be that. Just have the door open. Can can we not just open doors, please? It's easier to do. I, I, okay, I, I'm going to say something here. And I I played Soma on PS. It's the first time I'd played it. I I was aware yeah. that it was on PSN, but I I saw it free last month and I gave it a try. And I got a little further into it, and I'm a bit more maybe aware of the context of that. But there is actually a reason they do that, and obviously you know how effective that is. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Um. But there is actually an in-game reason for that implementation, and I find mm. it kind of an interesting because it didn't even occur to me that that was uh that was that. That, that was unusual. That was something that I had to. I found it kind of fiddly, a little bit janky, but it, it didn't occur to me at the time that there was something about it that stood out. And when you mentioned it, I thought, yeah, actually, that is kind of a weird choice. Yeah. And then I thought about it again as you were speaking, and I realized that there is a connection there between that and where the plot of the of the game goes. Yeah, I can. I can kind of. I, and there is, I feel yeah. like I see where you might be going with that because I kind of think I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I predicted it quite far in advance of them revealing it as well. It's not. Yeah. Ter- I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, obviously. Um, yeah. But it, it's uh, it's not something. It's foreshadowed quite heavily. Yeah. It's just um, one of those things. Like there may very well be like an in-game reason for it, and it may be very clever. It like it may be a very clever thing that they've done. If I never get to the point where I can find that out for myself, mm. that's was kind it of worth an indictment it? on the game. Yeah. yeah, like it's like I want to, I want to, I want to give it more of a chance. I want to go back to it at some point, but it's just one of those things where not a great deal has happened yet, even though I have spent quite a bit of time in the game. It is a very and like, slow I re- like ordinarily you would just consider that just like pacing. And it's not bad necessarily. It's possibly a bit slower than I would like. Yeah. But it's quite an unusual game because it's such a slow burn. Honestly, I don't like I don't think the pacing would bother me so much if it weren't like if mechanically it didn't just feel like I was fighting through fucking treacle. I think it's another example, we bring this up, this seems to come up a lot with our recommendations, but I feel like the controls suffer because of the port job to the PS4. Yeah. Because if you imagine how that much better that would play control with a mouse, how much more Probably, how yeah. much easier it would be to uh, kind of intuitively work with that system, it does work better. At least, that, and again, this might be why I uh, it never occurred to me that this was an issue because I originally played it on PC mm. a while back, and that would probably I, make I, it I, a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, and I got into it again on the PS4. But by that point, I was already sort of familiar with where the systems come from and what they were, so it wasn't as glaring to me. Uh, having had both experience, I could probably say it does suffer a little from the port job, yeah, because it's designed uh, for a mouse. An issue that I have is that I generally, when possible, play PC games with a controller, and I know that's a terrible thing to do. As a tr- true hacks gamer, yeah. but I just, I just, I just like to play with a controller. I like the mm. ease of it. It's the but well, it's the interface that was designed to be used for this purpose. Yeah, yeah for me, the it end depends of the day, on the game like, I legit, yeah. I legitimately hate doing mouse and keyboard. Yes, I do not find WASD a fun thing. I, I don't like reaching around for buttons when there are like fifty other basically identical buttons right next to it 
that yeah, either me, do uh, nothing or it kill varies a lot men. depending on the game for me yeah uh, certain games i find just much easier with the controller others with the mouse and keyboard like if i was playing something like uh like wolfenstein or something for example i would always use a mouse and keyboard because i just find that the game is much more intuitive to me that way yeah but something like dark souls is basically impossible without a controller <laughs> yeah if the keyboard only had the buttons that i needed to do things yeah yeah and they were even a little bit further apart that'd be one thing i think you can buy those actually little keypads that just have those buttons on them i'm I'd sure i've seen not. them yeah <laughs> it's silly <laughs> but i have seen them yeah uh, it's one point. thing is that you're obviously not the only one that has this issue <laughs> yeah you're not because i'm here too so oh yeah i yeah, guess so yeah. you're, you're the reason we're talking about it but yeah like it's like it's kind of a shame but it's one of those things where they've not really it feels like I'm wrestling with the controls a lot to get through this, and they've not really given me a lot narratively to propel me, like, to motivate me to push through it. Yeah. And I wouldn't... It's not necessarily that I would even change how it's paced. It's just the mechanics. So the combination like, of the two, then, is what really bothers you, you would say. Yeah, like, with, like the narrative the, yeah. is what it needed to be for something like this. Mm -hmm. But... It's not enough to propel me through the mechanical side of it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's the combination yeah. of those two things. It's, and as someone who really did enjoy that game, I, I really get where you're coming from there. Mm. So that's that. I don't, I don't think it's too <laughs> controversial of a statement because I think if like the one complaint people did have about it was the mechanical end, but like, I don't know. A lot of people seem to like it, and I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. That's so. unfortunate. <laughs> uh, we brought up Humble Bundle there, and it reminded me that currently, oh, yeah? since this is a a, a Skaven, Skaven crew oh, episode, yeah. uh, currently in the Humble Monthly, you can get Vermintide 2 Special Edition. Ooh. If you put 12 quid in, you get that Cultist Simulator and some other stuff, and they're going to release more games later on so nice. I usually only buy I only get it if there's a game that I know I particularly want in the early unlocks because mm -hmm. like half the time yeah. the games they reveal later are just nonsense nothing Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never been satisfied with the games they've revealed later on one of those but Vermintide 2 and Cultist Simulator are Enough that I wanted to pay twelve dollars worth of English money yeah. for them. I really enjoyed the first <laughs> Vermintide, so Vermintide Two is tempting to me. I have to say, I, I mm. have the issue when I'm playing Vermintide that I don't have friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one thing stopping me from picking it up. Is yeah. like of the I've... of the gaming friends I have retained. Maybe we like... should stream it. The three of us. <laughs> yeah, we could stream Vermintide. Yeah, that may be fun. We, we could oh, make some more Skaven characters who aren't dead yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't died, it turns out. And we could just stream it as those Skaven characters, destroying their own kind at an active fit of peak. <laughs> yeah, the, the, as, as a show of solidarity for their, their brother of the wheel. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've heard that they're possible to go through if you just turn the... Uh, the difficulty settings right down because then the AI can handle it. So yeah. I'm considering trying <laughs> to go back into it with that in mind just to have some casual gameplay of it. 
Because I liked yeah. it when I when the bits that I played. It's just very difficult to do without friends. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it's also just less fun. It's one of those games that just works a lot better when you have someone with you. It's it's for those who aren't familiar. It's basically Left for Dead with Warhammer characters, and yeah. uh, but with much more focus on melee combat, and that really works in its favor. It's one of those few games that does first person melee combat really well, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's really really quite fun, quite chaotic at times too. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation, Martin? Um, I had a couple I was thinking about, and I'm not sure where I fall on them. So, hmm. I, th- th- there's a couple of games I just recently picked up and haven't really had much of a chance to play, as seems to be the case with me every single time I come on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> um, We should just rename the segment from recommendations to just <laughs> talking about video games, ooh, ooh. Yeah, at, the, at that... this point this should really be just the bit yeah. where we talk about the games we've been playing as opposed to the news. That would take a lot of the headache out of this. Yeah, so I feel like maybe what I should do is just like talk about the ones I was interested in and then fill in the gaps of something else I played ages ago that I know I like. Um, yeah. So I was going to mention... Uh, uh, Frostpunk, which I picked up recently, pretty cheap, and that looks mm. really, really fun. I've barely got into it. It's quite complicated, but it's uh, got some really interesting narrative stuff going on. Uh, kind of a kind of a really harsh strategy game, which I'm terrible at, but I do enjoy in principle. So I keep banging my head against them over and over again. Uh, da, 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 what else was there? Hold on, just a second. What do we have here? Josh, uh... let's vamp. <laughs> I already recommended Don't Starve, I think, at some point, so I won't talk about that one again. Uh... Did somebody say vamp? I'm the capitalist vampire. Oh no, it's Corporate Man. Oh, corporate no. Man. <laughs> oh, fuck. Have you got <sighs> some money or blood? How do they keep getting money? in? I thought I'd board out the. Probably both. <laughs> Can you make money bleed? Let's find out. Uh, well, there's only one way to know for sure. Blood money uh, is my favourite. There we go. Alright, so... I'm uh, still for, here. For purpose, Get rid of me somehow. Per- <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, hang on a minute. Um, Carruthers, I, I understand that I'm not your employer, but can you sort of contrive a reason for this vampire to leave? Very good, sir. Okay, he's 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 hitting him with a feather duster. Stop it! He's, Ow! He's, he's, he's tidying him away. I don't like that. Stop it! Oh, I've gone. He's tidied now. him. He's tidied him out the door. I've gone. Oh, he's fallen down a manhole. We don't want more capitalists here. Entirely. We don't. We don't need more capitalism happening. Not, not, in, not, not in our. Not on our good Christian server. <laughs> uh, okay, here's something I don't think. <laughs> Come back! They're stealing my butler. Uh, okay, here's something I can recommend that I really like and I played ages hey. and ages ago that I don't think I've talked about before. It is Lone Survivor. That is a fun survival horror 2D kind of weird platform hybrid hmm. thing, and it's really fun. So go play that. Uh, it's pretty cheap on Steam right now. Um, and it is, yeah, actually is one of those things where I don't want to talk about it too much because it may spoil it for you. So uh, go give it a go. It's You can get like a, a, a director's cut version of it pretty cheap on Steam. I'm going to bring up the store page right now. And it is 
$215. I thought it would be cheaper than that. You can get it on sale pretty easily. But um, yeah, it's, it's worth it anyway. It's, it's a pretty solid game with some Silent Hill influences, which I'm always all about. So yeah, that would be my recommendation for today, I guess. Cool. Excellent uh, fish. Mm-hmm. Fantastic fins. So juice. Hmm? Where do we find uh, you? Yeah. Kiddo. Me? Yeah. Fucking hell. I've, this is the first time I've been required to consider the concept that I might exist. <laughs> but you you can, of course, find me on Twitter, at NoCrowsHere, being a tweet boy. You know, it's just one of those things you got to do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. I just put up uh, a new episode of my Gauntlet Dark Legacy playthrough, Siegfried's Secrets. Ooh. Which I bring up specifically because I'm actually quite proud of that. I I like how that turned out. It's really incoherent. Is that, <laughs> is that like, it's, the Chronicles it, of Smelm? The Chronicles of Smelm. Yep, Smelm the oh, Mage. Smelm, okay. Smelm, yeah. Smelm. It, it, it kind of typifies what I love about doing this now because it's all stream of consciousness. And the great thing about that is. I retain basically none of it. <laughs> so every time I edit, it's like a little adventure. It's like I'm seeing it for the <laughs> first time all over that. again. Mm, yeah, he yeah, does. He, agrees. he likes the adventure. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's just fun to know what happens. Like, what? just observe the things that come out of my mouth sometimes. <laughs> and, and there's actually a bit in the episode about various trends that occur in that stream of consciousness. So that that was fun. I also finished a while ago now. uh, uh, We finished Bound. The Art of Art of Jonathan Art did conclude. Yeah, Bound. The game that had the gall to offer you a speedrun menu. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's just... That was... It was staggering. Because if ever, after you know, after offering you one of the game industry's patented meaningful choices, TM, just in case you forgot you were playing a video game, you get the option to have a speedrun menu now. And that is just, to me, the perfect distillation of missing the point. I'm just so cynical the whole thing really is. <laughs> the, the rampant cynicism. <laughs> to, to just go... Yes, here's our game about, you know, art and the you know deeply personal nature of our childhood trauma. Just barrel through it. Yeah, get through it fast. Come I don't want to give can. you a message. Come on. We've got Hurry places up. to be. We want you to stream this. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's behind me now. Jonathan Art's been put back in his box until such a time as I find something else to complain about. <laughs> so, Yeah. Somebody else piss. talk now. I've got to go bury myself underground. Tibby just did hide a from everything I've done. Martin, Tibby did a piss. Oh no, where? In his litter tray. Oh, that's good. At least it's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Last time I recorded of horse, he did a shit and it really stank, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't go and deal with it. You just had to live with that <clears throat> while you were recording. Yeah. I was in a nice little hot box of shit. Well, that must have been really fun. <laughs> Speaking of hot boxes of shit, I was going to say, where can we find your stuff? And then I, I thought that would be mean. That's the sort of thing I'd say to uh, 
Uh, you of, lack conviction. Sort of thing I'd say to Jake from Of Horse, but it's not something I'd say to you, Martin. Oh, that's sweet. I can't tell if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, uh, as usual, at F-R-I-E-F-R-I-E-B-U-R-G-E-R. That's at Fry Fry Burger. Uh, I'll be talking mostly about this podcast, which I always do, and probably a lot of obnoxious Kingdom Hearts. So you can ignore that if it's not your pick. <laughs> what's what's I, your current name on bit... there? Oh. Uh, it is the Saint of uh, Most Improved. Because <laughs> I discovered... No, this is actually a story behind this. I discovered that my surname, Bryson, is uh, a Saxon uh, version of... It means... is Saxon for follower of Saint Bryce. And Saint Bryce is the patron saint of being annoying. <laughs> and he was made into a saint. He was apparently so irritating, he lost his job as a bishop. And was only made a saint later in life because he became less awful. <laughs> You're too annoying to be a bishop. Yeah, but you get made a saint because you become less terrible later in life, so he became the saint of the most improved. They made him a saint because he finally met expectations. <laughs> finally. Doesn't that fucking tell you everything you need to know? So that's going to be my Twitter Good handle Lord. for a while. <laughs> St. Patrick had to do shit with snakes. He did. I'm going to run snakes into the ocean that definitely Where's aren't Where's your before. snakes, Bryce? <laughs> Jealousy, yeeting snakes into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Elodie, where can we find all of your stuff on the internet, please? You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at KemiWords, C-H-E-M-Y words, if you like. Bojack Horseman, you can listen to of Horse a Bojack Horseman fancast. It's really good. Thank you, Martin. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't have access to the listening figures, so I have no idea how many people listen to it. But you can be one of them. You can be one of the unknown number. Go be one. Just do it. Yeah. Stop being do such it. a coward. YouTube.com slash LOD Cunningham. I'm really hoping to have more stuff soon. Uh, got the th- potential thing with Jack coming up soon. It's just scheduling. Mm. And yeah, that's me. Do you have any advice for us, Josh, to round us out? Well, I've got some advice for you. I've got, got a little pearl of wisdom. And in the spirit of uh, video games, I have procedurally generated my advice. It, you know, it's been the new hotness for a while. I've been playing with the predictive text function on my iPad to bring you this, uh, this, my my closing statement for this episode. Okay. Uh, th- this may be a thing that I do for a while because I've got a few of them and they are quite good. But I'll give I'll give you the first of what may be many. <clears throat> the fact I can get it right away with a new phone case you want me to. I guess I'll be in my room and my dad just told my dad just called my dad just told my dad is so cute I can't even see it as an excuse. <laughs> profound. Profound. I love it. It it says so much. While seeing so little. Oh, with that, goodbye everyone. I hope you enjoyed goodbye. it. Bye. Toodaloo. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Podhaven.